Red Raiders. Hello. Thread Raiders. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. What started out as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among all creators, with the occasional side quest for beach chairs and Mai Tais. Did you see how I changed that and spelled <laughs> it did. phonetically? Because <laughs> I saw, I'm like, God, I'm probably going to mess that up. I'm be like, meow, meows. <laughs> so, ah, we are your hosts. I am David Steele from SteelEmpire.com. And I am Chaotic Anarchy. And I am Fenwald Griswick. Yay! And we have a special guest host with us today. Please name yourself, sir. Uh, it's Maddie. How you doing? Maddie! Um, I am also known as So Maddie Games. And that's uh, on t- Twitter, right? On uh, Twitter and Twitch so and yada yada. Ooh, everywhere. <laughs> Across the internet. Here, 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 here. Everywhere. Yeah, uh, you know... Instagram, whatever. Facebook, I don't... right? Oh no, you're yeah. not on Facebook. Are you on? Uh, well, I have a Facebook account, but it's mm. uh, it's like all family, so I right. kind of stopped <laughs> using it. <laughs> <laughs> run away, run away. Yeah. Is there like yeah. a is there like a particular thing that is so Maddie? Like you know, like eating bagels and locks <laughs> after noon or something like that? Like is that <laughs> oh, just that's so, so Maddie? Maddie? Um, it's probably, it's probably dipping French fries in mayonnaise. That would be so Maddie. There you go. (gasps) So good. Yeah, that's so Maddie. So Maddie. (laughs) (laughs) Maddie actually handles the Facebook account and Twitter account for Thread Raiders for us. Nice. Mm -hmm. And Instagram. And the Instagram, that's right. And there's memes for the group as well, which I always love to see. Oh, I love them. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've been without inspiration as of late to do um, anything great. Yeah, man, it it comes and goes. Things come and go, yeah. Yeah, man. You know, my big question, like we've been asking the other Threadbraiders, and I know before CA even asked it, I'm going to jump in and say, (laughs) uh, you're one of the core members of the Threadbraiders, one of the original... Uh, OGs. So, what is being a thread raider? What does that mean to you? Um, well, I, I would like to point out that I am actually the newest member to actually be considered core, because uh, I didn't find the thread raiders until probably November of last year. <clears throat> um, but what it means to me for sure is, first and for- foremost, family. Uh, Everyone is always so there for each other and so accepting of one another and always everyone else's biggest cheerleader. (laughs) We really are. Yeah, totally. Except at at Thanksgiving time when we're all fighting over the drumstick. (laughs) Well... Well, you can have the drumstick. That's that's fine. I, huh, I'll take winner. the stuffing. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, and and also just I found it through Twitter, and you know the the D and D RPG Twitter community is like the brightest light on the hill. Yeah, and, they really are. 
and I think that the Thread Raiders are like the brightest light in that in that area. You know, it's it's all positive. It's all friends. It's all caring. It's all loving, and it's and it's always fun and silly. And <laughs> who doesn't love to laugh and make jokes about you know tacos and whatnot? You know, so. <laughs> and Taco Bell memes, you know. <laughs> Lots of Taco Bell memes. Gotta have your Taco Bell memes, you know. Hey, Taco so. Bell, if you're listening, we are looking for a new sponsor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we come cheap. Yeah. <laughs> we'll eat your tacos for free. <laughs> yes, on air uh, uh, yes. product placement. We're in. I will eat your taco live on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting hot. I I will eat your tacos and pay you money for it because <laughs> we're already doing that because <laughs> that's what I already do <laughs> with or without mayonnaise. Uh, no mayonnaise, no mayonnaise on Taco Bell. No. Oh. No. Oh, no. killed it. Killed oh it. boy. Um, I gotta apologize at the folks at Dumpstack Charisma because uh, that's definitely an inside joke there. Uh, <laughs> Manny's does not go in Mexican food. Okay, there we go. Oh, All right. Oh no. <laughs> oh, I can't even imagine how that went. <laughs> well, um, yeah. Um, uh, it, part of it was the fact that I that I actually put mayonnaise in my guacamole when I make it. Oh, does it bring down like the heat of it? Well, it's it just kind of makes it a little creamier. Uh, it adds a little bit of the salt and the acid that helps to keep it from browning and then you yeah th- throw in a little lime juice and some seasoning and whatnot and there you go i mean that's just how my mom used to make it fascinating um, i like it yeah she used to put mayonnaise in everything so Hell yeah. <laughs> you know it was like uh I-, I was basically raised uh ketchup and mustard are disgusting and mayonnaise is the only condiment that you should ever want so there you go yeah my family is big on mayonnaise as well like um, they even make mayonnaise they put mayonnaise in cake which is like really odd oh to me <laughs> well i mean it's it not, helps make it moist yeah it's not completely crazy i put sour cream in cake to make it moist oh we're but... a miracle whip family i'm writing all this down by the way <laughs> <laughs> Mayonnaise to everything. <laughs> That's hilarious. We are controlling transmission. So we have our awesome uh, segments, of course, as usual. We have our news segments, which uh, Master Grizz will be giving to us. Uh, of course, our lovely host, Tabletop Loot, has looted once again. And then, uh, are we still doing some obsessions tonight? Yes. Yes. We got a few. Obsessions. So, Maddie, I don't know if you've thought about it. You're going to have to tell us about an obsession. Maybe something. And it can't be mayonnaise because you've already used that. <laughs> <laughs> we have our awesome Grizz's game of the week, and then of course our celebrated "What's in the box." Looking forward to that tonight. All right, what do you want to hear about first? Anybody care? I I, I like the piggies. That's what I want to hear not, about. I kind of want to know why my plants are dying. All <laughs> right, anti-vaccine study dead. it is. <laughs> 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 so, my man. The Psychological Roots of Anti-Vaccination Attitudes is a study that was performed, a study that looked at 5,000 people across 24 countries. And I probably should have begun this by asking if people were, you know, anti-vaxxers or not, but I'm going to assume that we're all 
actually vaccination people because that's the healthy way to be. It is very important. <laughs> vaccinations vaccinations are very important. You can't assume we're vaccinating people. <laughs> it has to be done. It's no. It's important for the group. Maddie, do you like to vaccinate? Um, Don't judge me. Hey, I, I am a firm believer in vaccinations, honestly. Uh, You're lucky, Grizz. I, yes. I, I, it drives me bananas that there are people out there who don't vaccinate their kids and now we have measles outbreaks again and things like that come on come on and dave are you a vaccinator don't judge me (laughs) (laughs) yes 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 i have been brought into the vaccination fold i I dodged a bullet on this one (laughs) you may continue all right so vaccinations are very important, and uh, but this study actually looked at anti-vaxxers and why it is that they are against vaccines. And so it turns out that there are three major causes. All right, Number one is a love of conspiracy theories. So people who are particularly susceptible to uh, outlandish conspiracy theories, aliens and NASA, that sort of stuff, you know, uh, aliens built the pyramids. Aliens took JFK away. You know, all the all the major conspiracy theories, uh, they have a tendency to also love those as well. Well, what's the conspiracy about vaccination? Well, their their thought is that the United States government is either attempting to implant something in you or attempting to make you sick on purpose uh, mm-hmm. as a way of generating money in hospitals, so on and so forth. Gotcha. Um, wow. Now, of course, they're they're. Yeah. Major theory is a conspiracy theory is that um, vaccines cause autism. Um, there have been numerous studies that have proved that incorrect. That actually so began, yes, that actually began as a, a, a false study, um, pseudoscience, that was presented by one doctor who has since been thrown out of the profession. He made up all of his data, none of it was real, but they still hold that that was somehow legitimate and they believe that he was thrown out of the profession for conspiratorial reasons. So there's that. Number two is um, anger at the perceived infringement of civil liberties. So they're saying, it's my arm. How dare you poke me? Um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, and and that, that guy's saying what, what's what's wrong with being poked? I don't know. <laughs> well, it depends. <laughs> Come on. I think it all comes down to who's doing the poking. Uh, the more right, attractive right. the uh-huh. doctor, the uh-huh. less uh, <laughs> upsetting <laughs> the uh, the poking is. And then uh, along the same lines, the third reason is fear of needles. A lot of times these people are definitely afraid of needles. And so this goes right along with that. I don't have to get poked if, uh, you know, uh, if I claim to be an anti-vaxxer. Um, that, of course, hmm. you know, kind of transfers to their kids, too, which is unfortunate. But, you know, because like right. you said, measles and several other major ailments have been coming back. Uh, it's just downright criminal. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will argue that uh, I do have a contention with your comment earlier that we all know that aliens did build the pyramids. I mean, clearly. We can talk about that we at a later show if you want. <laughs> that sounds like a Snapple cap fact. <laughs> oh, it does. And and I thought it was like desert giants or something like that that built the pyramids, but well, I don't know. Maybe I play too much T and D. The dinosaurs built the pyramids. Everyone knows this. All right, moving on. <laughs> Micro piggies. I mean, so, meanwhile, my plant is dead. I'm just saying. Well, uh-huh. we'll revive him. He'll be all right. There is a let's call it a medical ailment called crypto 
Cryptorchidism. <laughs> you can do it. Cryptorchidism. Keep trying. My laptop, <laughs> my laptop turned itself off. This is all new to me. You have to leave so all sorry. of those ways you pronounce it in the in the podcast. <laughs> crypto, crypto, Everything crypto, has gone wrong. Crypto. Okay, my laptop is back on. So it's a cricket. Cryptorchidism is uh, the failure of one or both testicles to properly descend. Oh. All right. So uh, now in <laughs> medical shame. terms, that cryptorchidism, <laughs> that's the that medical happens. term. But uh, of course, in layman's terms, we call it nut in the gut. Um, they were doing research oh on this uh, on pigs and they happened oh. to find out that pigs can have uh, a special gene the gene is HMGA2 uh, this was done by North Carolina State University and uh, since pigs are closely related to humans uh, they are very excited because this could also uh, explain uh, dwarfism in humans as well mm. So can I have a micro piggy as a pet now? Yes. Well, that's the I would thing. Like one. Yeah, now that we know where HMGA2 <laughs> is. <laughs> I'm going to cut his nuts off anyway, oh so it doesn't matter. Oh, my God. No. Spade and neuter. Spade or neuter Piggies? your pet. Yes. But now yeah. that we know now that we know about HMGA2, it might be possible in the future to genetically manipulate uh, pigs in order to make them smaller, toy toy-sized, if you will. Yeah. Um, now, so this is a little bit different than some of you may remember that in the Super Bowl 45 direct TV ad, uh, there was a Russian billionaire who had a lap giraffe. Uh, that was actually a lie. That was a straight up scam. Um, you know, they did that for the, like just for the Super Bowl ad, but then people went insane because everybody wanted a lap giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> and so a certain Nigerian prince opened up um, Sokoblovsky <laughs> Farms, which was a fake farm in Russia. And they took in $250,000 in deposits wow. on lap no, giraffes. No, no, no. Uh, before <laughs> eventually shutting down the website. Um, they claimed at the time that while they would accept your money, they would not actually fulfill the order until 2512. So you had to wait 500 years for your for your lap pick for oh your lap uh, draft. 500 years and people still put money in. Is people still put money in to uh, down deposit? They're probably the same people who put money in because they felt they would live for 500 years. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, my plant is dead. Uh, oh, wow! Oh, so sad. <laughs> <laughs> my love fern. <laughs> you, you killed it. <laughs> I find it frightening that I know that movie, but that's okay. <laughs> May the 4th was anti-bullying day and not to celebrate. I'm not entirely sure what the word would be there, but as part of uh, an acknowledgement of that day, IKEA, the furniture people, decided that they wanted to help kids understand the effects of bullying. So they took two plants, um, both identical, both sitting right next to each other, separated by a wall and encased in glass, uh, which is okay for plants. Um, and in the top of the glass, no plants they were had during this experiment. no plants were holding <laughs> on the well, left hand side. That's not true. Well, Just but the we'll one get to plant that. on the left. The one plant on the left. That's right. Was <laughs> harmed. And here's how. So what they did was they had children walk up to the plants and for the plant on the left, they uh, had it had them say th awful things like bullying type stuff. And then to the plant on the right, they had them say cheerful things. And the plant on the right did incredibly well. It bloomed and it had all kinds of excitement and, and it was a very healthy kind of plant. The other plant, uh, not so much. 
So he he didn't die, but he was on the verge, and they had to stop uh, saying heinous things to it. Um, you know, by the end of the experiment. Wow. I don't feel like that's why my plant is dying. Like I thought maybe like water. <laughs> Might be like one of the reasons why. <laughs> Overwatering <laughs> is a major cause of plant death, I but this baby is talk also to my plant all the time. Then you have no problems with your plant. <laughs> your plant is very happy as it drowns. <laughs> <laughs> and one final thing I want to throw out there, uh, just because we're so into nerdiness around here, uh, Margot Kidder, who was the actress who appeared as Lois Lane in the 1978 Superman uh, next to Christopher Reeve, uh, died yep. this week um, yeah. at the age of 69. Yeah. Uh, no word yet on what it was, but she died in her sleep. Get on down and party. Hey, CA. Yes, Chris? Would you say that the Thread Raiders are particularly concerned with the fate of our planet? Mm, that depends. If the planet dies, will there still be pizza? No. <laughs> then yes, deeply. Well, dear listeners, I have an interesting proposition for you. We'll call it our Thread Raiders Pizza Preservation Plan. One of the great ways that you can help save our planet is to play D&D &D in the dark. In the dark? It's an adventurous way to help conserve energy. Simply turn out all the lights in your house before you begin your weekly session and you will burn less coal, make cleaner air, and push back day zero. What is day zero? The day the earth explodes like a raw egg in a microwave. You can't play D&D &D in the dark. How will players read their character sheets? Laptops. How will they read the player's manual? Pen lights. Oh, yeah? Answer me this. How will they see the dice? I'm glad you asked. Our presenting sponsor this week is Tabletop Loot, and they have, right now on their website, a set of ghost ice glow-in-the-dark dice. These dice look like regular blue dice with black letters when the lights are on, but when the lights go out, things get interestingly legible. Sounds like environmental chemistry to me. These dice are also perfect for Halloween or an old mangled dice tower into which dice tend to get lodged. You know how I pride myself on my super spooky Halloween one-shots. Well, nothing says, my God, don't touch that, like dice that refuse to obey the darkness. <laughs> Visit TabletopLoot.com to see these and all the other hauntingly beautiful dice in their collection. Tabletop Loot, loot for every table. And now, back to our show. Obsession uh, for Thread Raiders. Uh, All right, shall we move on to our obsession of the week? Maddie, did you think of one? Um, I'm almost there. <laughs> Dave, you can go first then. All right, I will go first. So, uh, my daughter and DM of A Quest for Magic and Steel. I like how I get the name drop. Um, <laughs> the wonderful Lamara, my, my lovely DM. She uh, she hit me off to this game, and I hate her for it. Uh, but she knows the whole family. We love Harry Potter, and uh, love everything about it. Mm -hmm. Love the books, love the movies, love the uh, the add-on movies and books. And and you got the uh, card game too. It like packs unplugged, didn't you? Yes, I did, and mm -hmm. I still never played it. But yes, I do have that. <gasps> it's so good, you have to play. <laughs> yeah, I will. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so on her smartphone, she's playing this Harry Potter game. I'm like, what is that? You keep playing it. The music sounds cool. 
It's just like the movie, you know. So so she hits me off to it. She says, "Is this like Pokemon Go where you have no, to like hold no, it? No, no, no. <laughs> you don't no. you don't meet other wizards in the real world or anything? <laughs> no, we I could only wish. Anyway, it's Harry Potter Hogwarts mystery. So I will put a link in the show notes so you yes, guys can go be obsessed as well. <laughs> anyway, it's a free game. Of course, it's like any of those new games now. Um, they kind of allow you to play a little bit you spend energy and then you run out of energy so you can't actually finish the task and then you have to like if you want you can go buy for 9.99 you can buy more and you, so you'd have to wait till your energy builds up um, but if you get hooked on the story you're like no i have to go buy them now <laughs> you cash for it, but, but you don't but the thing i love the most um i get obsessed with it i start i get stuck on it like luckily it runs out of energy so i'm like oh good i can put it down for a little while Otherwise, I would play the whole game straight through. Just being such a fanboy of the whole universe, it's based on the actual Hogwarts pre-Harry Potter. It's like right before he comes. Ah. So you have, you know, all the big guys are there, all the all the big teachers and the and Dumbledore's there and Tom Riddle time. Uh, you know, yeah, man, and and yeah, he he's just gone. And uh, but we don't. He's not like the big threat yet because he didn't come back. But uh, it's cool because they talk about you know they name drop, and uh, you just feel like you're in the the whole universe again. And it's it's really cool. Music is great. Um, it's got that cool little uh, orchestral music nice. sure. playing in the background. All the the places you get to go to. You know, you start year one, year two, year three, and you move up. I'm only in year one, so I can't say too much. But no. <laughs> But I just love it, man. The the worst part is though, it's kind of like Sims in the sense where they only have a few like one-liners. They have like the actors say some things. I don't know if it's the actual actors, <laughs> but it sounds pretty close to them. <laughs> but <laughs> when you're playing the game, yeah, it's just like they're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, shut up. It's <laughs> annoying, but it's a lot of fun if you like Harry Potter. So phone, phone games can be really fun, especially uh, the board game facsimiles that they put on phones now um because i'm a huge board game nerd and i have i don't know 50 or 60 or something like that um when i actually had the time gosh those some of those games that they put on the phone are just almost perfect and it's just like playing the board game name drop what are a couple of your favorites um a couple of my favorites for sure um there's shoots and ladders lords of waterdeep (laughs) Uh, which is a board game that's actually based on Dungeons and Dragons, and it's a worker placement game. Uh, and I'm the analog gamer nerd, so um, you're gonna talk about video games, and I'm gonna like just sit here glazed over, like I know what you're talking about, but I don't. So, oh. Um, <laughs> so when I talk about this stuff, it's it's okay if you don't get it. <laughs> Um, no, but Waterdeep is amazing, and uh, Ticket to Ride, which is actually a, a really popular board game. Yeah, Ticket to Ride's a good game. It is actually, the the phone version is so much better than actually playing the board game, because it's it moves so fast. The, the yeah. other players are AIs, so they just go. You know, it's yeah. not like you're not like waiting for your three family members to like take their turns <laughs> and decide, oh, I don't know. Do I want to pick the pink card or the blue card? I don't know. <laughs> um, it just does it. So what, when you start playing that for a while, you do get kind of you're like, oh, playing this in real life takes forever now. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie prefers Amtrak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I had that problem with Settlers of Catan. Um, when you play the digital version, oh, everybody's yeah. just like, move, 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 and then it's back to you, and it's like, yeah, this is this is my kind of flow. <laughs> and then you play it in real life, and you're like, what are you waiting for? Do something. <laughs> you're taking forever. Come on. Yeah, no. Um, though I didn't really like the Settlers of Catan uh, phone game that well. They, they didn't do that great a job with that. I kind of deleted that one. Listen, there's all kinds of different people in the world, and you know, you may be dead to me now, but <laughs> right. I'll, I'll remember you, and then uh, we'll be okay again. <laughs> we started off so well. Mayonnaise sucks. I'm a Miracle Whip guy. There, there, I said it. <gasps> no. uh, you know, that's that's okay. That's all right. Um, because haters gonna hate, and uh... <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I've got nothing but love for anybody and everybody in the Thread Raiders. Can I go? I'm obsessed. Yes, please. What Do are you it. obsessed Do about? It. So, and I want to be clear here, this is not a paid sponsorship. I just love it. So I'm really into podcasts. This week, I was I found out that there's a, a television show called Alex Inc., which is okay. the guy from uh, Scrubs, mm-hmm. Zach uh, Braff. Yeah. He is a, a father um, or living like in a, you know, in a family. Um, and he decides that he wants to quit his job and start a podcast company. And it's, you know, like a comedy show. It's a half hour sitcom. Really funny. It was really, really good. Um, the only complaint that I have about it is that they're having him do a voiceover again. So every time he talks at the beginning of the show, it's like very scrubsy. Uh. But after that, you completely forget that he was in scrubs. He's a brand new guy. And I just, I thought it was really good. So I figured I would mention it uh, during the show. Uh, it's on ABC for those of you who are interested. Although you can actually watch the episodes online, um, like four or five of them are free uh, at abc.go.com. Yeah, it took me a really long time to get Grizz to come onto the podcast because he was busy watching it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I binge watch all my shows, so if I don't keep I'm going, sure he's watching it now while he's doing the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's good to hear, though, Grizz, because I watched the uh, first episode, pilot episode. And it didn't hook me. I mean, it was cute, but I didn't get hooked. So I'll have to go back and check it out. Um, it gets better. Uh, bad news, though, is that the show was canceled. <gasps> Are you serious? You had to say that while we're live. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, um, no, I'm, I'm also like a, broad, a broadcast TV nerd. So uh, the upfronts were this week. And so I know like all the shows that got canceled and got renewed. Um, yeah, sorry. In all fairness, this was last week's news, so uh, I'm held blameless here. I'm I'm pretty sure he's getting you back for that mayonnaise comment. Oh, Miracle Whip. Yeah, that's what you get for loving Miracle Whip, dude. Well, this is good, because now they'll put it out on DVD, and I can just buy it and watch them all whenever I want. Oh. Yeah. A silver lining. Uh, The complete series. Oh, I can hear the tears dropping down on the desk. Yeah, it's no, but it's it's sad. Too many of these great shows come out and they only last like nine episodes. They get canceled and you're like left going, ah. I have a list of TV shows that were canceled that I am angry at all of humanity about. Okay. (laughs) Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Oh, that was Kid Notorious. I just rage. I rage when I think of them. I have to put that aside. Don't get them started. This is a new one. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. (laughs) So many of you have failed me. (laughs) So yeah, you got one? I do. Uh, So for me, I am a workaholic. 
So mine's a little bit darker than everybody else's. <laughs> okay. Um, if you allow me to go over time, I will work literally forever. Um, one of the, the jobs that I had uh, previously, I would work 70 hours a week, and it was not mandatory. I just absolutely love to work, and I work hard, and the more successful I am, the more that I want to keep working. So it's definitely a problem I have, and uh, I think that would be my obsession. As well. Is that because you're saving oh. up to buy a planet? <laughs> 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 I need to make money to, to support all my Threadraider friends. There you go. <laughs> you know, I think that that yeah. sounds like an inherent ambition, you know, that like... <laughs> No, honestly, when I was when I was in my twenties and I was working in hotels, I was mm-hmm. I was insane with the amount of time I would put into work and everything like that, just because I was looking for that that next raise or that next promotion or something, you yeah. know. And God, and and it was it was it was a inherent ambition that I had in me that um, now in my forties I'm like. Uh, uh, it's okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to be like, you know, famous or have like the greatest whatever. I'm just like, my life is good. I'm married. I'm happy. You know, um, I get to play games with my friends every week. Uh, what could what what more could you ask for? So, when you say you worked in hotels, do you mean like as an escort? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> no, starting uh. at the front desk and working my way through to the point where I was running my own properties. This is delicious. Ooh. All right, so I got to ask. When like an escort comes in, do you know that she's an escort <laughs> like when she's at the front desk? Like is it obvious? Um, you know, is the John just standing there with beads of sweat saying, "Please let my credit card go through?" <laughs> uh, you know, I honestly, I don't remember any situations where there was a definite escort situation we so they're pretty hidden we did <laughs> well i can tell you from my experience um <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> i mean you're lying to me because it's a family show and i appreciate that but afterwards you have to tell me the truth uh, uh hey no just just to be honest i we the one of the hotels i worked at was literally like one of those hotels that's by disneyland um so it was like I know, it was pretty boring, you know, nothing exciting. Understood. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. Well, Matt, you you mentioned uh, that you all the escorts were dressed up like princesses. Oh <laughs> That's funny. Really, another Jasmine? Really? <laughs> How original! Oh, you don't see Belle very often. Oh. <laughs> Why doesn't anybody ever want to dress up as Belle? <laughs> you, you were, you were asking something, David. Yeah, Maddie, I was, I was gonna say, uh, you mentioned that uh, if I workaholic, how you're happy with your life right now and kind of satisfied. You know, you have time to play games, and I was gonna use that as a segue, but we kind of got sidetracked <laughs> with mistresses. My bad. <laughs> But uh, speaking of games, we have Grizz's Game of the Week. Yeah, we do. So uh, Call of Duty World War II came out some time ago. Um, And every now and then they released the DLC package, which has brand new uh, levels and things like that. And this time around, uh, they released a second DLC called The War Machine, uh, which was very interesting. So I figured I would uh, talk it up here a little bit. 
Um, first of all, this was originally a PS4 exclusive. It came out on April the 10th. However, um, it is now out uh, as of May the 10th for Xbox and PC. So I had the opportunity to play it for a whole month ahead of time uh, on the PlayStation 4. Um, it comes with a couple of brand new maps, which is always a big thing for a Call of Duty game. There are never enough maps. Well, now uh, this DLC adds four new maps, three multiplayer maps, and then there's also a new zombies map called Italy. Um, I don't actually play zombies, so I don't have any information on the Italy map. However, I did play the other three maps, Egypt, V2, and Dunkirk. Uh, Dunkirk is literally on the beach of Dunkirk. If anybody saw the movie Dunkirk, it looks exactly like that. You're on a beach, ocean to your left, people trying to kill you on the right. Right. Um, really good sniper level. You can shoot practically all the way down the beach. You're taking people out of windows and stuff like that. Um, so if you're interested in be- if you play as a sniper, then that is definitely you know something to consider if you want to you know pick mm. this up. Uh, V2 is actually a, a Nazi rocket site. The V2 rockets were you know yeah, during yeah, World yeah. War Two. Yeah. Um, that's yep. more of an up close and personal kind of thing. There's a lot of tight corners. You turn the corner, there's a guy in your face, and you yes. got to pull the trigger faster than him. And then the last one is Egypt. Uh, North Africa during World War II was a big thing. Hmm. This actually takes place at the foot of the Sphinx. I don't know how historically accurate that is, but there is an entire, on the right-hand side, well, depending upon where you spawn, on one side is all (laughs) sniping. It's a just big open desert. And then on the other side is up close and personal, so it's a, a mix of each. Yeah, they did a great job with the level. Nice. Yeah, they look really good. So I like them. I think it turned out nice. Um, they restructured all the divisions. So if you have played World War II and you kind of gave up on it, you might want to go back and check it out because, um, you know, a a lot of the things are a little bit different. I'm going to do a real quick rundown of just some of the highlights. Um, LMGs now have bipod. It comes as default. So you can always bipod with a, with a light machine gun. Uh, sniper rifles have sharpshooter by default now, so you don't have to buy that. You, you know, it just, oh, that's good. yes, any sniper rifle time. allows you to, sni- to sharpshoot. Yeah. Um, unlimited sprint. So it used to be where you got winded after like 60 feet or whatever, which was very unsoldierly. Wow. Um, now you can sprint all the way across the board. Um, it is slightly slower, but you'll never notice the difference. Yeah, but it depends on the weapon you're carrying, too. If you're running around with a rocket launcher, like I can expect you to be winded. I like the realism of it. Really? Yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Well, adds to the challenge of it. Otherwise, it's just Halo. <laughs> People running around quickly and jumping around like crazy. I'll give you that. It is a little more Halo-like yeah. now. Um, all the noob tubes have been nerfed. All the grenades have been nerfed. All the stuns have been nerfed. They're really going for... Aim and kill with a gun, um, not so much with, you know, getting lucky, just hurling stuff across the board or whatever. What do you mean by nerfed? Uh, less damage. So, okay. yeah. Uh, if you hit somebody with a rocket, there is a, actually a chance now that they won't die. And that just kind of makes the game a little bit more. Yeah, noob tubers drive me nuts. I can't handle yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're, they're trying to fix What did you call that. them? <laughs> noob tubers. <laughs> That's with the rocket launcher, you mean? <laughs> Noob tubers? If you're new to the game, you have a tendency to pick something like a rocket launcher because okay. you know you'll survive longer by That's wiping everybody part. out. That's the tuber part. Right, yeah. Uh, okay. Huh. Um, and there was a bunch of other tweaks, but that is basically you know all the important stuff. Um, and there are two new trainings. Um, for those of you who haven't played World War II but maybe played like Black Ops, uh, when you are you get special perks by choosing a training. Uh, one is called Blitzkrieg, which uh, all streaks 
are earned by kills and not by score. So if you have a more nuanced approach, like if you like to put down bouncing Bettys or, or that sort of thing and kill people in non-face-to-face -face ways, this will allow you to level up your score streaks faster. So that's pretty good. Um, and then the other one is clandestine. I actually did not like that one. Slain enemies drop a pack uh, that reveals other enemies on the minimap. Uh, I play in hardcore mode, so there is no minimap. So that really didn't do anything for me. You want to know what else is hardcore? Maddie. <laughs> Maddie. <laughs> you DM'd your uh, Vampire Masquerade game the other day. Uh, yeah, uh, which mm -hmm. Vampire the Masquerade has definitely become my current obsession for sure. Um, it is... Uh, it's yeah. so story driven. It's it really is. It's a lot of fun. I love the not only the uh, the role playing aspects and and everything like that, the urban type of uh, setting, but just like the politics involved between the clans and how that all like makes things even more fun. So that's. And how did you feel about DMing the game? <sighs> Uh, it went, I mean, honestly though, I, I was really happy with the outcome once it was all done. I literally, I, th I had a basic idea of a beginning and an end and then it was all, everything else was just kind of like came out right then and there, you know? So, uh, it turned out a lot better than I expected. The, it did, it was the, great. The player uh, composition was really fun. It was a really good group of people. So that was really satisfying. You know, as as anytime you DM or GM or as as a vampire, the storyteller, if your players have fun, then everything else is just gravy. Are the players vampires or do they like turn at some point during the game? Oh, no, no, no. They all start off as vampires. They uh, each... Look. Each come from a different clan, and so they all have like a different uh, curse. Um, cool. So, and then all the clans they they react to each other in different ways because they you know they have different uh, ways at looking at the world. But and it all kind of uh, they all kind of base it as if the first vampire ever was Cain from like the bible cain and abel mm -hmm. and that you know cain was cursed by god to be a vampire and then all of the vampires that come after you know um were are descended from him yes yes gotcha so it's a it's a fascinating game uh it's it's a fun system um where it's a d10 system and they did really they, well. Everyone did really well, and they caught on yeah. really well. Um, all I have to do is tell them to watch the first episode, and you'll see it's really not that complicated. Yeah. Or they could just go talk to TK's wife and <laughs> be a blood sucker <laughs> and read her. Book. Uh, yes. Or Mandy. Everybody. The memoirs of a vampire. <laughs> Now, do you prefer to DM a game um, similar to this, or do you prefer to be a player like you are with Threads of Fate? Wow, that's that's a. T Did you see that transition? That, that was, was really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is not your first rodeo. 
<laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's it's totally two different situations. I I absolutely love uh, running a game, uh, whether it's Vampire or Dungeons and Dragons or whatever. But being a player and being in a group of of you know having that player group and how you all kind of because we've been doing threads of fate since well it's been a f- ooh, um three or four months a now yeah. now yeah i think we were mm-hmm. on episode mm-hmm. 17 or uh or 18 this week maybe and yeah so i mean we've all really bonded in in a in a wonderful way that it's 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 nice because i haven't really had friends to do this with uh since i was like in my like a teenager you know so um when i went to high school with a bunch of friends and we all played role-playing games all the time um so it's 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 nice having that and then also nice to not have to worry about the game itself and really just worry about your character and how that character develops and how it develops with the other players and and we have a really good we have a really good chemistry in our group and um and we have a great dm he's oh god he's really good i you know he's only been doing this for three years and i'm always amazed and who would that be that would be quinn aka solabon on twitter and he is he if you have a chance to play in one of his games sometime take it you definitely take should. it you know <laughs> take it and run with it um he's had to trim down some of the games he's running and everything but um you know he is just an exceptional dm so i heard he's evil and likes to kill his players <laughs> he um he does not like to kill his players but Many players have died at least once, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, up until just this last episode, we were all in uh, playing in the Curse of Strahd game uh, in Barovia, and where and in this where it's set, um, when somebody dies, their soul is basically trapped there, you know, because like on a separate plane, you know. Um, so Quinn's kind of used that and just, uh, where the first player that died, um, which was so sad became, oh gosh, cause two, two players died, I think in the same episode. So, um, yeah. it's hard to say which came first, the chicken or the egg, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one became a vampire. Um, and then the other one, his soul was just kind of there and then like <laughs> took over one of the NPCs for a little while. And then we found his body and got him all back in there. And that was great. And, and then my, my character died once and then was brought back by the Raven queen. Um, Sounds like such a complicated game. And I love that. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, joy died. And then we thought in the next game, she was going to come back as a bar, like playing a barbarian character. Nope, she came back as as Simone, so thank goodness for that. Huh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been it's been a crazy run, but no, he does not enjoy doing it. Um, the, when he actually killed my character that time, uh, 
you really should have just saw the look on his face. He really didn't realize what he did <laughs> until it happened. Oh, uh, he's a good actor. <laughs> I ain't buying <laughs> Nah, he's, he's genuinely uh, a good guy, but he definitely challenges, gives us a lot of challenges. You know, there's no, there's no skimming through his game. I have a question for the Master Griswicks. Yes, sir. What's in the box? It is now time for What's in the Box? The ongoing D&D-related saga of you, an intrepid yet sex-starved hero slash heroine, hell-bent on opening every closed box within a 50-mile radius. Is everybody ready? Well, I'm bored. Okay. All right. Then let's do it. Newly adorned with a three-day supply of armaments, potions, and mutton, you set off on your quest to unburden Big Red of his overstock problems. Sally Slayer has hooked you up with many great bonuses, including a rented yak named Molly, whose (laughs) magical saddle can hold dozens, if not hundreds, of mysterious loot objects. Perfect for a daylight robbery. But the negotiations were tough. And to get Molly, part of your agreement stipulates that Molly must be milked twice a day. So in addition to a collection of sacks, shields, and samshears, you also carry 15 empty jugs. You lead Molly off through the gates of the city and set out into the wild, which slowly turns from a lush green to bland beige as you make your way further and further along the path. Then finally, some excitement. Two and a half hours into your journey and teetering on the cusp of milking time, you meet your first hurdle. At a fork in the road, you spy a large shipping crate the size of a Toyota Yaris. Behind the crate, you can clearly see three bandits giggling as they peek at you from behind a hastily assembled collection of trees and shrubs. This is the most obvious trap you have ever seen. The crate is topped with a big green bow. On the side of the crate, someone has painted the word valuable in barely legible scribble. There's a handle that reminds you of that weekend you lost in Aldsberger Casino. Next to the handle is written the instruction, pull for lods of monkey. Oh my God. You knew this trek was going to be treacherous, so now is as good a time as any to find out what we're up against. You tie a rope to the handle, step back a good 20 feet, and yank it till it explodes. My question for you is this. What's in the box? Well, can we first kill the bandits? Or no, we have to... We can kill them and put them in the box. Yeah. I think I would deal with them first before I touch the box. That's just my get, but I guess. Pieces of bandits are everywhere. No, <laughs> I've, already, I've already declared what's in the box. Yes, yes. Oh. All right, so I'm going to say uh, we pull open the, the box. Boom, I jump back, and it is a two-headed hellhound that comes out. <laughs> slobbering all over the place. Now, what do you do? Me? Everyone, how do we react to this? I push Molly Creature. up further. I pull out a harp and, and play a song. And uh, I will hold up a holy symbol. Because <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm always the cleric. <laughs> so CA wins, the music playing, and it, it goes over to her. <laughs> you know it. And down. Classic Harry Potter moment. <laughs> yes. I got Harry Potter on the brain. <laughs> I know I'm playing your game as we speak. Ah! <laughs> I should have gave that out later. Stop it. Oh, wow. 
So, uh, the dog, does it have a name tag? It does. What's the name of the dog? Poodle. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Because I'm not getting close enough to look. (laughs) (laughs) What color is the dog? Uh, Purple. (gasps) But like with like orange like leopard spots. Yeah, Bar- Barney, Whoa. but hellish. Are we tripping? Yeah. Did we open the box and like? Yes, yes. It's hellish Barney. It's a uh, psychedelic hellhound. Was hell it hounds, in the box? <laughs> CA, how about you? No, I don't have any. You don't have anything? No, Maddie, what's in your box? Oh boy. Okay. I don't know. It's in um, box. Is it a vampire? No, oh. it could be anything. Uh, yeah. Is is it it's, big? It's not very big. Um. Oh. you know it's you see a uh i'll say you see a wooden box right you know it's Mm -hmm. it's almost almost square shaped you know square box it's Mm -hmm. it's got like uh tarnished hinges on the you know on the back and you know a tarnished latch in the front and and uh there's a little inscription on the side it's kind of burnt in what's it say says ancient warrior oh now if you if you know me if you know me you might know what's in this box um so i want to i want to slightly open the box but not like okay (laughs) is there another box within the box that was within my box (laughs) it's just it's just sitting there right on the dirt road like oh it's just oh so sad so sad um it is a, it's a sad, it's box. A sad no. little box, but it says no. Ancient Warrior on the side. And, uh, yeah, I have to so open it. You open the box. Yeah, I open the box. And there are polyhedral dice inside. <gasps> but the question is... Ooh, that sounds addictive. How many polyhedral dice are in there? Oh my goodness, is it like a bag of holding, but just little dice? <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Are they dice that multiply, so the pile starts getting bigger and bigger? Are they tabletop loot dice? Uh, you know what? <laughs> there are some tabletop loot dice in there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because I have always been a big fan of tabletop loot because yeah. they have the best prices and the fastest shipping. Um, gotta love tabletop loot. <laughs> I'll do the ads around here. <laughs> Back to your box. <laughs> So, what is the ratio of D20s to D4s? The ratio of D20s yes. to D4s? So, wait, they're, they're fallen. It says fallen warrior? It says ancient warrior. Ancient warriors. Oh. I thought they were going to be like bad dice that were like confined <laughs> to this box. <laughs> it's like, oh. Uh, the ratio is, is basically one to one. Were the dice like actually ancient warriors who were transmuted into dice? Uh, you know, like buy some sort of like witch. Holy crap! Dude. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, for that's real. That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> nice. Wow. Because <laughs> um, that's exactly how I feel about my dice that I keep in a box. Oh, they're little warriors. That's uh, actually on the side and on a golden plaque on the top of the inside lid says "Ancient Warrior." Because uh, it was a cigar box, and the brand was Brazilian and called Ancient Warrior. 
Ah. And that is where I keep my 109 dice in. (laughs) Does the box smell like stogies? It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't appear to have had cigar cigars in it for a while. So it smells like victory. Uh, really, it just smells like dice. It smells like polyhedral plastic <laughs> magic. Like plastic. You know, <laughs> <laughs> acrylic magic. You know, that's what it smells like. And it, I it, I claim this box is a fraud, <laughs> and I award Dave our winner this week. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Imperial. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that showed my age. <laughs> <laughs> so we were up against it, right, kitties? Yeah, I think that'll be the end. And you're going this weekend, but it's not going to be. Uh, uh, we're not going to be airing till what Saturday, so it'll be this week, this weekend that this comes out. Wizard World, right? That is correct. Yes, mm. uh, I will be at Wizard World in Philadelphia, the 17th to the 20th. Uh, I am a volunteer there for Wizard World. Um, and you, if you want to hang out, you know, definitely hit me up with a message on Twitter. Most likely, I tend to use that app the most. <laughs> but you can message me on Facebook or email me or <laughs> Instagram. You know, wherever you see my face, just click on it. <laughs> click on my face. <laughs> Click on, on my, my face. face. <laughs> Especially if it's eating food. <laughs> yes. Just walk up to me and just click on my face. <laughs> yeah. Click, click. I'm trying to friend you. Click. Why is this working? <laughs> yeah, so uh, the end of June, which is coming up so quick. Oh, my God. It's almost June. Isn't it? This is insane. Crazy. 2018. Yeah. Bam. Uh, yeah, the last two weekends, I will be at the Philly Pod Festival. So if you're in the Philadelphia area and you want to come out and see some cool podcasters, get some local indie guys, uh, and our group, A Quest for Magic and Steel, will do a one-shot live. We come out and we grab some people in the audience uh, to get involved. That's what we're going to yeah, do Yeah, that's this a year. fun time. It is. It is a good yeah. time. Yeah, we have fun doing it. Uh, and then what do we have? The 28th, we're celebrating the Thread Raiders one year anniversary, is that correct? It is. That's crazy. I can't believe it. I'm still in shock. <laughs> it seems like only yesterday they started my my favorite show and then they canceled it and it was so sad. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's just like that. <laughs> Time is flying. It is brutal. And I know this this announcement, I'm going to wait till the last minute to finalize all this stuff because I'm an idiot. But uh, Gen Con, <laughs> Gen Con 2018, August 2nd through the 5th, a uh, nice little weekend there. Uh, we will be arriving. I know CA's going, and I, I believe Amara, my daughter, will be there as well. Yay, um, she cosplay. Oh, I don't know. You have to ask her. <laughs> you guys She's can an do incredible some, cosplayer. Oh, what is please. her Twitter You're handle? the queen. What are you talking about? Twitter uh, handle. What's her Twitter handle? So at AG, I don't even know. Denson. Look up her cosplay. Amazing. Anyway, so we're going to be there that whole weekend, and uh, I will be DMing for Cobalt Press. I'll be DMing all weekend, doing a bunch of games. Uh, you guys can join in on that. And I really want to get together because CA will be there and my boy, the writer of Arc City, the audio drama that we produce, is uh, lives in Indiana. So we're going to have him come there as well. And I'd like to do like a little recording of a podcast and interview and talk about what's going on with um, a few things, with what's going on with the Thread Raiders, what are we doing that weekend, and also what's going on with Arc City. 
And if you want to hang out, uh, let me know soon. I have about 30 people so far on my list. Oh. <laughs> and so I don't know if I'll be able to get everybody in uh, and see everybody's businesses and, you know, hang out with people. So uh, if you want to hang out, uh, you can definitely. If this keeps up, you're going to have to rent a hall. I know. I know. I'm worried I won't be able to get everybody in, but I'm determined. Uh, I think you might need your own convention now. <laughs> yeah, right. Thread Raider Convention. Uh, it yes. should just be Thread Raiders Convention. Absolutely. Don't inspire uh, me, Matt. Yeah. I'll make I know, it I know. It's it's something that we've yeah. we've all joked about and talked about for months, but uh, you mm -hmm. know, it, it would. It's on my be, list. It would be fun. <laughs> there had to be a few of them though, because just to get everybody. And we need one in yes. Europe. Yeah, maybe like each core member can have their own convention in their own yeah. area. <laughs> do oh, it. Do oh, it wow. now. I, I would I would attract so many people to Boise. It would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and all the all the tables at that con are local pizzerias and fast food restaurants. And potatoes. Nice. That you just potatoes. have like a potato buffet. <laughs> Why not? Build your own build your own baked potato, you know. I would be all about that. I'm. I love that starch life. I'm all about the carbs. Oh, you know what? I just remembered too. I'm doing uh, nerd therapy. Nils the Red, uh, heavy metal Jesus, and uh, he plays Aldrich. Am I saying that right, Greg? Yes, Aldrich. Anyway, he asked me. He said he can't make his recording with his guys this week. He asked me to sit in and pretend to be him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm That's gonna fantastic. do it. I'm going to sit in and play him. I'll be like, I can't speak like you. I'll be like, I uh, do not know how to speak. <laughs> I'm going to sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm like, I am a half-orc Albanian, and I will cross you. And finally, a big one, um, Extra Life, which people can support right now, but we're going to be doing a 24-hour stream, right? November 3rd? Yes. Extra Life fundraiser is on November 3rd. Uh, 24 hours of streaming straight, filled with RPGs, video games, uh, board games, everything you can think of for 24 hours. Uh, we have a lot of amazing stuff um, ready to you know, share with the world. Awesome. And all of the proceeds go to Children's Hospital. So it is a good cause. Um, like David said, you can actually donate now if you would like. Um, if you just go to Extra Life and look up Thread Raiders, you can donate to any of our Thread Raiders we have on. Yeah, and you can find everything at threadraiders.com. Um, we have all the links there and uh, information coming up. And uh, Grizz, you want to say the final word about uh, where people can help us out with iTunes and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah, uh, so first of all, thank you all for listening. Uh, we also want to thank our sponsor, uh, Tabletop Loot, and uh, our guest, Maddie, for uh, hanging out with Yay. us today. Yay, Maddie! Hey, thanks for having me, guys. And remember, you can find him at so Z. You can find him on uh, Twitter and Twitch. And every time you open up a jar of mayonnaise, just think, that's so Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love it. <laughs> And for those of you who are listening to us on iTunes, uh, we would like to encourage you to review. It really helps us out and boost our ratings. And you can find us, uh, as always, on threadraiders.com and on many, all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. Amen. There you go. Did it. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Maddie, you so have to get a picture of yourself with a Manny uh, <laughs> And then, that's going to be our new inspiration. <laughs> that's so Maddie. Oh well, it's, it's it, yeah, okay. We, we could do that. We could do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>